And I would post a lot of before and after pictures and a lot of people, especially women, they'll say, oh my goodness, like what is going on? What are you using? We need in, we wanna know what's going on. So, you know, I'm a bit of a businesswoman in that sense because I was in real estate for 10 years. So I know how to sell things very well. So I said, you know what? Hmm, this is pretty interesting. Let me make a business out of this. Hi, everyone. I am just so, so excited to have today's episode of this intellectual podcast. Today, we have a woman. Her name is Priscilla Himinian, and she is just like a gem of a woman. She's somebody who I came to know through a mutual contact, and we ended up working together in a consultancy basis with Skin Energy Beauty for a bit. And one of the things that I came to learn about Priscilla was her incredible story about being a brand founder. Latina woman born in the Bronx who literally overcame everything to be super successful today without taking on any investment dollars. She self-funded her entire beauty brand and she is just such an inspiration to me today that I had to have her on the show. Uh, So you're going to learn a lot about her story in this upcoming episode. But one of the things that I love about Priscilla is just her ingenuity and her tenacity. You know, she's a woman who, you know, took the definition of getting what you want to a whole new level. You know, as brand founders, we all know how hard it is to, you know, start a brand if you're working within certain budget constraints or, you know, within the MOQ request of factories and formulators. And we're not always in the position to go and do 10,000 units of a SKU at a time, not just from like a funding point of view, but from the ability to even move those SKUs. If you have 10,000 units of something in inventory, you have to be able to sell through that too. And so Priscilla broke a lot of barriers uh, working with people and convincing them to, you know, do the 100 unit orders for her that she really needed. And she really has just, you know, really accelerated into the limelight. And so we're honored to have her here. So listen in to hear more about her story, how she's overcoming incredible hurdles why I believe she's such a powerful representative of the Latinx community and what the next steps are for her and things you can learn as a brand founder to be successful in your daily endeavors. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is an episode, I know that every episode I get so excited for all of our speakers, but this one is near and dear to my heart to have the honor to not just have this person talking about her story and her struggles and her path to success, but somebody who couldn't be just a more beautiful human being and who I love dearly. I consider her family. Her name is Priscilla Kiminian. And, um, you know, we've already kind of introduced her earlier on in this episode, but Priscilla, you know, right before our guests get to know you much better, why don't you just let everybody know a bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, everyone. I'm Priscilla Jiminian, and I am the founder and CEO of Skinergy Beauty. I am originally from the Bronx, New York, and I reside in Midtown Manhattan right now. What a place to live in this very curious time. What's the climate like there right now? Oh, goodness. Oh, oh my God. It's, you know, it's very interesting. You walk in the city now, and it's not the same. It's just not New York. But at the same time, it's a different type of New York. I feel like it's calmer. It's very serene. But it's also a little sad because it's not like there's the hustle and bustle. It's kind of gone at the moment. But, um, you know, it's times it's a pandemic. What can you do? Totally but it's still you. alive. It's still alive and well. It's still beautiful. Still mm-hmm. my New York. Exactly. It's your city. It's the city that 
really, you know, you have navigated upside down and inside out to build your path to where you are today. So without further ado, I think I really want to just jump right in because, you know, these episodes have time limitations, but your story is so amazing. We could talk for hours. So one of the reasons why I really wanted Priscilla to come on the Skin Intellectual podcast today is because of her story. You know, startup life is one of the topics that we cover on this podcast. And as we all know, startups are sometimes the hardest and most exhilarating thing you'll ever commit to. And you'll have those moments where you're like, this is amazing. I'm so happy I did it. And then you have those moments where you're like, okay, I want to, you know, no longer continue. What was I thinking? And, you know, Priscilla's story is one of those stories that I often think about when I need motivation, when I need to just remind myself why I went on this journey. And then, you know, just to have the essence of a very strong woman with the best intentions in the world. That is why she's on this episode today. So Priscilla, why don't you talk to us a little bit just about startup life, the struggles you went through, and how you ended up where you are today? Okay, so I'll start off with basically how everything started for me in skincare. I transitioned into skincare back in 2017. I was still in real estate at the time. I was, what, 10 years into real estate, and I just went into skincare, kind of fell on my lap. So back in 2017, I took a trip to the Dominican Republic. That's where I'm from. That's where my parents are from. And I connected with somebody over there that was in skincare because I was particularly asking someone, cousin of mine, about some a struggle of mine, which is a very personal thing for me. I had struggled with razor scars, acne marks for years, years, years. I'm talking about just endless razor, ingrown hairs, all of that. So I asked her a question and she goes, well, I have somebody that's in the industry that can kind of help you out. So that was pretty much the start of skincare for me. And I kind of documented that story on my Instagram, on my personal Instagram back in the day, which was New York Dreamer. Right, and- which is amazing. That's <laughs> her Instagram page was hashtag I took one look at it and I just I kind of fainted. <laughs> it, it was, was so amazing. Like- Thank you. It's great. I've met so many amazing people on there, but I started documenting my skincare problems on there. And I would post a lot of before and after pictures. And a lot of people, especially women, they'll say, oh my goodness, like what is going on? What are you using? We need in, we want to know what's going on. So, you know, I'm a bit of a businesswoman in that sense because I was in real estate for 10 years. So I know how to sell things very well. So I said, you know what? Hmm, this is pretty interesting. Let me make a business out of this. So at the same time, I was actually working with a lot of Korean skincare. So I was playing with the whole 10 step skincare routine, which to me was great, but at the same time, took too much of my time. Takes so, so much time. It takes ten so steps. much time. Yeah. yeah, 10, 12 steps. And as much as I found it interesting, I also felt like, okay, I don't have a lot of patience for this. And I know that Americans don't have all the time in the world to do this. So that kind of led me to expand. So I started with the corrector and I just started to teach myself so many things. I learned through books. I learned through YouTube videos. I learned through experts like you. <laughs> I, um, it was, you know, it was a big difference from real estate to skincare, two very different industries, but at the same time, very similar in the sense that you're selling. It's customer service based. So that was basically the start of it. And from there, you've just built something so incredible. I mean, you are an incredible businesswoman and saleswoman, and a lot of what you do comes naturally to you, but there's a lot of things that you had to learn along the way, such as how to deal with 
vendors and factories and taking this beautiful product that you found and making it your own and perfecting it and bringing it to the United States. I mean, that is something that companies pay big money for, for people with expertise to do it the right way. And and somehow here you are just doing it (laughs) kind of naturally. So why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to start, you know, injecting your own money into the business, which is how you funded um, and, you know, how to build those relationships and, you know, you're an indie brand in terms of size and you're in the same boat as many of us. Like we're not, most of us are not in the position where we just have so much money. We can do tons, you know, tens of thousands of MOQ um, on products for multiple SKUs, you know? So we all have to be creative on finding out like how to do that and how to bring this to market. So could you just share like how some of your savvy and how you made that happen? Oh my goodness. So back, so back to 2017, I was still in real estate. So I injected all of my, every, everything was funded with my own income, my personal income. So I took a big risk because there was something that I didn't know I was going to get any return on at all. You know, it was something as much as I loved it, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just, I went with it. I was still working. I had my full-time job. I had my nine to five. So, um, I took all of, Honestly, I have to say, I used up all of my money for Skin Energy Beauty. <laughs> and it's a big risk. And a lot of investors say, risk. don't the use one we money. all relate with, right? For any founders listening, I'm sure we're all laughing right now, whether you're in the car, or in the shower, or wherever you are in the kitchen <laughs> listening to this, we're all like, yeah, maybe yeah. one or two or three times over. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of investors will say, don't ever use your own money. And I've heard it many times before, but I don't really have a choice here. If I really want to make this dream, this goal of mine happen, I have to take that risk. And I did, you know, I, um, I injected my own personal income into the business. And thankfully I did a lot of research. I, I went and I, I connected with a lot of vendors, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of factories, and most of them would say, sorry, we can't do this minimum. We can't do a hundred of this because I couldn't even afford it at the time. And I didn't know what I was going to get out of it. So I didn't want to invest so much money into uh, a business that I didn't know was actually going to flourish. But I felt very secure and very sure that I had something very different in the industry that was not in this country yet. That was very effective. By different, use one line and describe what different means. Different means making sure that it actually works for my unique skin type. Right. And for people like me that have been so, for me, at a disadvantage because the, the, the beauty industry is so focused on, I would say, very limited skin types. Skin, color, skin types, skin color, skin condition. I mean, you're not wrong in that. And I know that it's a controversial topic, but I'm happy to go in on it because you were really one of the first who brought a solution that actually works in in what you were treating. Um, I know we kind of touched on it before, but you know, her hero product really treats dark spots and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And that those two things are almost impossible to treat. I don't want to say impossible. There's always a solution, but they're so hard to treat in any skin type. But when you start getting into skin of color, it gets even that much more difficult. It takes longer. Um, The ingredient that you know, the, the concentrations that might work in a specific skin color may not work in skin of color. You might need more of something and less of something. And so it's about finding the right balance of ingredients, concentrations, delivery systems, getting them into skin and making it work. And it's so hard to do, but Priscilla nailed it out of the park. And she is a woman of color who has seen 
results. Treating right. those almost difficult, or sorry, almost impossible to treat elements in her skin. And, and it's just something I've never, I've been in this industry forever and I've not really seen anything like it. Right. And, you know, it was important for me to make sure that I represented the community that I was speaking to, which was through my personal Instagram. And a lot of people could relate to what I was going through. And I was very honest about everything that I, that I had an issue with, you know, a lot of people um, related and they could, uh, they could see themselves in me. So it, it kind of worked, you know, but um, back to what I was saying with the factories, I couldn't find, I would say, I wouldn't even find five factories that would work with me, but I went in there as the business person that I am. And I convinced them, I said, listen, if I get anywhere with this, with this business, with this company, I want us to build a very solid business relationship where we can work in the long term for, for a very long time. So take a chance with me, basically, I told them. And a lot of them Sales actually they listened. <laughs> you know, there were a few who were a bit iffy, and um, but some of them came through and they said, okay, you know what? Let's do a minimum of 100, see how it goes. And we've been rocking for three years now. And um, I think that they're happy now because now I can buy minimum of thousands and I'm, you know, and, and it's, it's a, it's a very sweet thing to, to recognize that uh, they trusted that I would follow through. And I did. That is something that is incredible because you literally started from baseline. You started from no experience in the industry, no knowledge of the industry and personal funds and very little ability to move more than a hundred units at a time to now ordering thousands of units. And that was just the, the tenacity that you have that made that work. And I remember being in that situation so many times where you're basically like begging a factory, like, please help me because my budget, <laughs> your cost quotation at 10,000 units is the budget I have for a hundred units. And I don't even have the space for all of that here. You know, these, yeah. these large MOQs for me just was not feasible. I don't have the space here anyway. I don't have a factory yet. I don't have a warehouse yet. <laughs> Priscilla and I have worked together in the past. And so I'm, I'm intimate with her story. And so I'm just going to call out points here that, you know, have really always resonated with me. And so Pris, you, you say yes or no, if you want to talk about something, but I'm going to call it out because I think, you know, this is what makes you just so unique and what people are going to love to learn from you. But you are also self-taught on things that are really hard, yeah. like finances, legal, yeah. contracts, insurance. Like these are gray areas that like even lawyers and accountants don't love going down sometimes. And so yeah. why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, you know, uh, I honestly, I was I'm not a numbers girl. Not at all, but uh, it goes back to me being in real estate. You know, you are dealing with contracts almost every day. You are dealing with tenants. You're dealing with clients who are signing their lives away, basically buying or renting whatever it is that we have. So I kind of implemented what I learned in real estate into Skinnergy Beauty. I knew that if I was building a business, it had to be the way that any other business operates. So I wanted everything to be the legal way. I wanted things to just be where they have to be. So I kind of taught myself the basics in finances in accounting in uh, contracts, even insurance. I had to teach myself all these things. And for me, it was very important to kind of set uh, that tone for the business so that I can in the future 
be seen as, okay, well, she's not just a small business. She's done everything by the book, the way that it has to be. And that's very important to me because it's, um, I don't ever want to go into something and just do it for the money. I'm doing this as to have a solid foundation, a core where, you know, I, I can say, you know what, I built something and it's legitimate. And that's where, that's what I had to do. And, you know, I read a lot of books and I also use what I learned back in uh, when I was in real estate. Yeah, it's definitely gotten you extremely far. And so that just, I think that's like the natural segue into kind of like the obvious and and something that you and I both really want to touch on. And the fact is, is that you are Latina. You are yeah. born and raised in the Bronx. Yes. You're a female who transition industries and you have said to me openly and and even openly in the media uh, how you feel that you've had additional struggles because of that and so one of the things that I've just admired from you so much is how you've just always overcome them and so I would love if you would share just those experiences and and what that means to you and what it means to you today to have totally broken the barriers and risen above it and to be heading where you are. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was born and raised in the Bronx and, you you know, you kind of grow up with this idea that you're just a normal human being. Right. But when you get older and you go into, you go to college and then you cross over to Manhattan and you start seeing the different types of lifestyles out there, you kind of realize that the odds were kind of against you. You know, the odds were against me. I grew up in one of the most impoverished counties in the country. So, you know, that itself just tells you, you may or may not make it. So, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of forced to just do things to make sure that you have a structured, stable life. And we're not really taught to go after dreams, quote unquote, any of our goals or dreams is just make sure that you have something to fall back on something to make sure that you have food on the table. And that's that narrative that unfortunately people who come from counties like the Bronx have to hear from their parents. And I was very fortunate to have really a really strong uh, parental unit and a great household where, you know, we were told you have to go to college. You have to make sure that you have your education and you have to make sure that you know what you're talking about, that you're well-read, that um, you are just set up for, to have a, a decent life. Right. So, uh, it was for me, it was when I, when I entered college, I, you know, I questioned a lot of my own beliefs. I questioned a lot of, um, well, life doesn't really have to be that, not that it's a bad thing, but for me, I've always wanted more. I'm a very curious person. I've always known that I was a creative person. So for me, um, seeing that and realizing that this is the narrative that we've been told all of our lives, I kind of wanted to challenge that. I told myself, you know what, this is not me. Like I, I love, uh, I, I love, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was, I went to John Jay for criminal justice. I was my there. God, if you were a lawyer, the world is not ready, Priscilla. Like don't. My dad says that. My dad says the same the thing. The world is not ready for you as a lawyer. Holy cow. It would, it, yeah, it would have been entertaining to, to see that happen, but you know what? I'm also a very creative person and that for me, it's the passion behind the art that that works that makes me happier. So, you know, I kind of took a chance. So when I went into real estate, I had the flexibility of being myself and working for myself. I was self-employed. So uh, I like that. I like that I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. So that kind of allowed me to go into Skinnergy and just say, you know what? 
I can possibly do this. You know, I'll take a chance and why not? You know, I've never allowed external factors to dictate more or less what I can and cannot do. So um, you got to have that passion for me. It's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And that's that New York attitude. I was just going to say, you're so New York. It's not it's even a New funny. York thing. It's like, really? <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to. And it's it's definitely a Bronx thing because I, I you know a lot of famous people from the Bronx, right? J-Lo yeah. being the main one yeah. that you know. We have that. We have that in us. So, yeah, that's that's how I, I kind of push through. And here I am. It's the most amazing thing. And, you know, with that being said, what are your thoughts today on where like the Latina or I'll say Latinx communities stand in the beauty industry? Like, what are your thoughts on on where we are today and where we're heading? So I think it's been a very interesting change of pace. I would say Latinx community is getting a lot of light at the moment. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I think only time will tell if companies and other corporations are going to continue on that path. I do want my story to be a part of that change, though, because I'm not unique to this. There are a lot of different people who have very similar stories as well, but... Um, I think that it's important for small businesses and indie beauty brands like Skinnergy Beauty to make sure that we voice our stories and that we tell it the way that it is because it's our personal journey, but it can definitely pave the way for other people to just say, you know what, I feel comfortable enough to know that there are people like me out there doing the things that I thought I could never do. And that they, they have that possibility of doing the same thing and continuing on for generations to come. Yeah, I think you would be an amazing resource for anyone who was finding themselves in a similar situation and, and had that entrepreneurial dream. Like we all know what it's like to have that dream sit on our hearts and first of all, contemplate if we were even going to go after it. And then once we did and we got in it and it was too late to turn around and you start climbing Everest with no oxygen, how am I going to get over this hill and back down in one piece? I think it's always good to have the people that we can reach out to. So, you know, your story is amazing. And I think a good way to kind of wrap up your story is to have you explain to us where Skinergy is headed. So the plans for this year for Skinergy Beauty, we're expanding. It'll be about four products this year. We are including merchandise now and accessories, which is a great little aspect of mine. I thought it was cute to expand. We introduced uh, Skinergy Home, Skinergy Body is coming in 2022. And just making sure that we stay on top of the competition. Yeah, I think that's smart. And one of the things that I love about how Priscilla manages her company is that she's very focused on organic growth. Um, She reinvests her sales resources very wisely and she grows with the pace of the market without overdoing it. And I think that's something that's very wise for a brand that is self-funded because it just ensures a very strong foundation. So Priscilla, you know that a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is sustainability. You and I have had many conversations about sustainability and beauty. And while, you know, the focus of Skinergy, you know, is not necessarily about it being just a sustainable brand, you do have sustainability at the core of your heart. So could you just talk a little bit about any initiatives that you are looking at to make your brand more sustainable? Yeah, so I I started with, particularly with the the corrector, by using glass uh, jars and glass bottles. Unfortunately, a lot of, there are some products that last longer in plastic bottles, but um, it is my goal when I can financially do so to be able to just make sure that 
the bottles and the jars and everything that I use is not plastic um, because we know how long it lasts and stays in, on earth. And we want to make sure that we don't contribute to that. And I definitely want to continue to connect with organizations that embody that. Excellent. So we are coming up on about 30 minutes, which breaks my heart because I could talk to you all day long. Um, but you know, your story is so compelling and, and you really have overcome so much and you're so successful today. So what advice would you give to any aspiring entrepreneurs or beauty founders or anybody listening to this podcast who are ready to embark on their own journey? So for me, I think it's very important for anyone that's entering the entrepreneur life, I would say to continue to work first before you go fully into a small business. I'm fortunately able to do that now, but it's been three years and I did use a lot of my own personal income to do so um, until you're fully operating and until you're able to sustain yourself and your business continue to use what you can. I would say to not just focus on the creative aspect of your business, but to also educate yourself on the legal aspects and the financial, the technical, and just to make sure that you can keep a business afloat because it's great to have that revenue coming in, but you have to inject it right back into your business. So you have to make sure that you cover all of those bases. And, you know, as a small business owner, it's really important to know the basics and the one-on-ones of every, every part of your business. And even just like knowing how to pay quarterly taxes in New York state, they will not stop bothering you to pay your quarterly taxes. <laughs> totally. Make sure that you know that, just know your profit margins, know the cost of goods, profit and loss reports, just the basic laws, depending on the type of business entity that you decide to go with. And, uh, you know, it's good to know all of that, just to make sure that, you know, if anything happens in the future, that you can kind of protect yourself and, for me, also, it's very important to study your competition, you know, even if it's a larger corporation, it's good to kind of put yourself right there and say, you know what, I, I know they can do it much faster and quicker than I can. But, you know, kind of kind of know the industry that you're serving. It's very beneficial for you, I think, for a lifetime, really, to, to buy the book and read the articles and take the courses online, even just YouTube videos. You can learn a lot that way. Um, if you can't go to school, then you know, you have Google and it, it, it really is your best friend. I always say that all the time. You know, I, I also think it's important to set a specific timeline for yourself, not to overwhelm yourself with these ideas, because I, as a creative, I have ideas all of the time, but if I go after all of them, then I'll just, I'll have no money at all. And I wouldn't be able to sustain <laughs> skin and beauty. So You're totally right. Yeah. It's good to pick and choose what's important and what's on trend with the industry as well, because you can have an idea and say, well, this is great, but are people actually buying into that now? You have to know the trends and in the industry and kind of go with that as well. Yeah. And our industry moves very fast, as you know. So having the flexibility to do it is also important, I think, yeah, for founders for to sure. know. Yeah. And just, you know, be calculated in your decision making very important to know that as well. Um, it's again, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have a creative idea and to have your vision come to life and come to fruition, but uh, just be very calculated, you know, just very meticulous, very structured. And I think you can go really far that way. We are loving your advice. We are loving your story. And I'm sure, you know, everybody listening now is going to want to go follow you. So where do our listeners find you? Oh my goodness. So everything is at Skinergy Beauty. Thankfully, I have all of the handles. So Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Yeah, it's at Skinergy Beauty. Okay. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Priscilla, so much Thanks for your for time. You. you are Pleasure. just a gem of a woman. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back again. 
Yes, for sure. Thank you so much.